You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I was just laughing. I thought it was funny. Another got excited. It's, it's good. You know, sometimes you get your little brother excited when you're playing basketball and stuff. You let him get the lead. And then you just come back and take it back. Yep. <laughs> also, how tough is Shalik Kelton? He's not. I, I, uh, they only put him on me a couple times. I really didn't have a problem with him at all. And did you realize that Simmons, Antoine Simmons, was that good of a player? Antoine Simmons, who's that? 34, I think, was his number. I mean, I wasn't really worried about him. <laughs> I mean, he's a heck of a player, but wasn't on my radar. There's no parallel universe, as they say in Marvel. There's none of that where Michigan doesn't beat the doors off this Michigan State team. I told you how it could happen, but I damn sure know it won't happen. But since Xavier Henderson wanted to open his mouth and say, I bet you know his name now, he had four tackles. You have four tackles. Congratulations. You still gave up 550 yards of total offense. What we said was your defense sucked. And here we are, 365 almost to the day, and your defense is actually even worse. So I would pipe down and see what you guys got going on Saturday. We're in green today because Michigan's going to take their time on their bye week, come back, and show Michigan State what it's all about. Oh, boy. It's going to be ugly. If I'm a Spartan fan right now, I am taking cover. Maybe you should take two weeks off. Come back to Sunday after that oh. game. Oh, yeah. Somebody take Rich's checkbook, oh, please. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. come. Uh, 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 uh. It's coming. He's got the it's coming, now, TJ. and it's not going to stop. It's coming, and it won't stop. Did that bother you before the game, putting a spear in your field? You know, I think, you know, so you might as well just come out and say what you're, what you're feeling at some point in time, because, you know, I can only be diplomatic for so long. Okay? The little brother stuff, all the disrespect, didn't have to go in that direction. We tried to hire handle ourselves with composure. It doesn't come from the coach. It comes from the program. And, uh, you know, throwing the stake down in our, in our backyard out here and coming out there like they're all that, you know, it got shoved up, up shoved it up. It got shoved the last, uh, the last minute and a half. And we were not, not going to pull off of that. So we're just going to line up and kick a field goal. That wasn't the MO. But if our guys could get it in, we are going to get it in. This game is an important game. So they want to mock us all they want to mock us. I'm telling them it's not over. So they can print all that crap all they want all over their locker room. It's not over. It'll never be over here. It's just starting. Sir, what they talking about now, huh? What they talking about now? It sounded good. It sounded good before the game. Thanks, uh, Mike Hart. Uh, Coach D said it'll never be over. Still not over. Thanks, uh, Winovich. Thanks, um, Luan. 
Thanks, Braylon Edwards. I bet you know uh, Chuck Brantley's name now, don't you? This sounded good, but uh, I don't know what they're talking about now. And we are live with the Standing Room Spartans podcast. I am Kevin, and that is all today. It's just me. Uh, Scott is on his way, probably right about now, on his way to Ann Arbor, heading over from the East Coast, uh, back for the game, and I'm very jealous of him. I really wish that uh, I could make it this week, but I live very far away from Ann Arbor, so it's a little difficult for me. I'm very jealous, but I will be at home watching with the rest of us, and I'm very excited to kind of start the day with a nice day at college football. There's some good games going on to... uh, ease the nerves a little bit, right? It's it's always important when we have these big night games to, uh, you know, spend the rest of the day just watching other college football to try to take your mind off of it a little bit. You start going crazy when you think about these night games for too long. But, man, I am excited for this one. We'll get to my pick in a bit. You already heard it in the preview if you listened. If you haven't listened, guys, it's hate week. It's Michigan. Go listen to the preview. What are we doing here? So very excited. If you are still with us here this season, I know it's been, uh, it's had its ups and downs as far as the team on the field, but I appreciate everybody sticking with us. If you could leave us a rating and a review, we would really appreciate it. Um, the written reviews on Apple specifically, if you listen to us on Apple, we really appreciate a, a nice written review. It helps us in the algorithms and such. Uh, and it really helps us out though. So we appreciate all the support, all the follows on social media. All of those links are in the episode notes. If you're new, welcome. And uh, we'll get to the picks here. So this is the first time doing it without Scott, which feels a little weird. It feels like I'm kind of going to be like arguing with myself. But uh, I don't know. We got a full slate of college football. Some good games going on. And uh, let's get right to it. It starts with number two, Ohio State traveling to Happy Valley to take on Penn State, a team that feels like they've been a a thorn in Ohio State's side for for quite some time now. On Run Your Pool, on the contest, if you've been following along with us there, the line is Ohio State minus 15.5. If we look at our friends at DraftKings, they've got Ohio State minus 14.5. That went down a point. I'm taking Penn State here. Look, this is just the way that this, uh, this I don't know, rivalry, that this game has gone. It, Penn State keeps this thing close all the time. I actually took this at 16. Um, I'm not really surprised it's gone down. I mean, Penn State feels like they come into this game as underdogs every time, but as pretty significant underdogs. Uh, the last few meetings, you look at it on paper, Ohio State has won the last five, but... Last year it was a nine-point game. The year before it was 13. The year before that it was nine. The year before that it was one. The year before that it was one. This game is close. It's always close because Penn State is one of the few teams on Ohio State's schedule with the straight-up athletic talent to kind of match some of these match up with some of these guys one-on-one. Penn State's got a really good secondary. I think that can kind of force a couple stops out of Ohio State and um, you know at home you get some of that momentum I know it's big noon kickoff it's not the night game it's not the whiteout but uh, that's still a pretty tough place to play for anybody so give me Penn State to keep this one within that number Scott is going with Ohio State so he thinks the Buckeyes roll by uh, well over two touchdowns here I guess so 
Moving on, uh, we have what else we got on the slate today? Kentucky, number 19, Kentucky on the road, taking on number three, Tennessee. That still feels weird to say. This is why I love college football. These crazy seasons, man. Tennessee, number three in the country. They, they've got the uh, the black uniforms this week, which look pretty sweet. Uh, Halloween weekend. For me, I like this spot for Kentucky. And it's it, it's Mark Stoops. He's put together an incredible... He's, he's kind of like the Mark D'Antonio of the SEC without quite the elite level success that D'Antonio had but his team is going to be a pain in the ass to play every week because they're disciplined they're physical they're a little scrappy they play a little different style than most of the teams nowadays they like to run the ball they like they have a strong line of scrimmage on both sides I always love this Kentucky team as an underdog especially in this spot because they do something that Tennessee doesn't want to to play against they're going to line up with a fullback they're going to line up with two tight ends sometimes and they're going to punch them in the face and I don't really think Tennessee is ready for that for a whole game they haven't really faced it all year this kind of style and do I think Kentucky wins maybe not but to keep that inside at 12 I love Kentucky here with Chris Rodriguez one of the best backs in the country Um, he was suspended early in the year he's back Kentucky is is just an upset special waiting to happen any given week, especially this week. Tennessee looking ahead to Georgia next week, getting a little little ahead of themselves. Give me Kentucky here. For Scott, he has got uh, who's he? he's got Tennessee. We are opposite on the first two picks of the day. Uh, makes things a little more interesting. Next matchup, we've got Kansas State at home. We got a Big 12 matchup here. Kansas State at home. Number nine, Oklahoma State coming in as the guest. And on Run Your Pool, this is a one and a half point spread. Kansas State the favorite over Oklahoma State. As I buy myself some time to check with our friends at DraftKings. I'm buying about as much time as I can. There we go. That is a 3.30 kickoff. Kansas State one and a half, so that hasn't moved at all. If this is, um, you know, I don't know how closely everybody out there is following college football. Last week, Kansas State lost not just Adrian Martinez, their now starting quarterback, but the backup quarterback as well. If Kansas State is going into this game with a third-string quarterback, they're not going to win. They're not going to cover. I just have a feeling that one of those two quarterbacks is going to come back, and I think either one of them can get this done for us. I love this Kansas State team, and I love them at home. I think uh, Oklahoma State's been flying a little too close to the sun, and uh, Kansas State's going to be ready to knock them down a peg. Big 12's been awesome this year. Give me Kansas State. Scott going with Oklahoma State. We are battling yet again. We could see some movement in the leaderboard, which we will get to momentarily but before we do we've got all of our updated lines with DraftKings because they make all of these games a little bit more exciting we'll get down to a game in a second here with Georgia it's a rivalry game 20 plus point spread and for a game that you're not necessarily associating yourself with uh, makes it a little more interesting down the stretch so you can make all of these plays and all of these games a little more exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL 
and their unbeatable offers. Right now, new customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Uh, You can look at this Michigan-Michigan State game, play a little parlay of Jaden Reed with a touchdown, Keon Coleman with a touchdown, and Michigan State money line. <laughs> That'll pay out pretty nice. Um, to make things even sweeter, you can throw up on throw down on stepped up same game parlays once per game day all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN for the Pigskin Podcast Network, of which we're a proud member. To get $200 in free bets if your team wins, just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, and here we go. We are back. We've got a couple more games. I kept the slate a little bit light because I wanted to save myself as much time as I could for Michigan, Michigan State, obviously. So we've only got one more game here before we get to that one. It is Georgia against Florida in Jacksonville, the world's biggest outdoor cocktail party. Georgia, 22.5-point favorites in the Pick'em Pool. And our live line on DraftKings as I stall because I always forget to uh, prepare here and put the next game right up on the screen to make sure that these problems don't happen as I continue to look. There we go. It is 22 and a half. That line hasn't moved. That's pretty surprising. I like Georgia to roll here. Florida's just really not any good, and Georgia is uh, a wagon. I don't know, best way to put it. Scott's got Florida in this one. I think we disagree on every single pick here heading into um, Michigan, Michigan State. I don't really care enough about Georgia and Florida. Now that I'm getting this close to Michigan, Michigan State, let's just jump into it. Michigan State, unranked, traveling to the big house. Number four, Michigan at home. 21.5-point favorites on Run Your Pool. Live line on DraftKings. This has moved a little bit, and we now see Michigan favored by 23. How could we ever do it? Well, this Michigan team is just so darn good. They're going to win the Big Ten. They're going to beat Ohio State. They're going to go to a playoff, back-to-back seasons. They're going to compete for a national title with J.J. McCarthy. Blake Corum is going to win the Heisman. No, 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 no. When will you people learn? When will you learn? Michigan State, I love this spot. I love this spot, guys. Um, Maybe it's because I'm an absolute crazy person and I've talked myself into this way too much. But the reality is, all right, um, before I have some fun here, the reality is that if Michigan plays their A-minus game, we're not going to win, all right? There's too much talent on that side of the ball compared to what we're marching out there, given the injuries, given the the kind of tough situation that we're in right now, and we're getting some guys back. All of this relies on Michigan not playing their A game, all right? And it sucks to say that, but let's just kind of say it like it is. They're 21.5-point favorites for a reason. Um, here's the thing though, 
There's a few aspects of this that I like. I like that it's in in Ann Arbor. Um, I'm just I I that home environment when things aren't going their way is so tense that it it works against their favor. It, you would rather be the road team when if that game is tied at halftime, no matter who's in the big house. That place gets quiet, the butt cheeks get clenched up, and it's just this incredible nervous tension that is palpable in the air. I talked about it on the the preview. And all this entire game comes down to the first half. First quarter, really, but the first half. If Michigan State can come out on Saturday night, punch Michigan in the mouth, whether that's get it, forcing a three and out on defense, whether that's putting together a six-play drive and scoring a touchdown on your first possession, if you can come out and punch them in the mouth, it's we got ourselves a ball game, all right? Because that place is going to get tense. That place is going to get nervous. J.J. McCarthy's going to start playing tight. And at that point, it's anybody's ball game, all right? Now, if Michigan comes out, Blake Corum busts out a 60-yard touchdown run on the first drive, curtains, all right? Like, I I just don't think this Michigan State team is going to be able to play from behind against Michigan in this matchup in Ann Arbor. Michigan gets up. They have one of the best offensive lines in all of college football. They have one of the best running back rooms in all of college football. If they get up and they're able to sit on that lead, uh, keep running the football, the fans are with them, the the place is rocking, it's loud, I, I don't know if this Michigan State team has the dudes to come back in that type of game. All right, but if we punch them in the mouth early, I think this opens itself up. That's that's what it comes down to for me. It's we talked about it on the preview. It's giving Jaden Reed and Keon Coleman shots to to bust out a big play and grab momentum, to bust out a big play and silence the crowd. Those two have to be the neutralizing elements in this game, especially on the road. Right. If you do go down three nothing, if you do go down seven nothing, and that place is rocking, but then you hit them right back with a forty-five yard completion, that place will quiet down a little bit. You'll able to, you'll be able to kind of regain your composure, and you'll be all right. Right. On the opposite side, if Michigan State hits one of those shot plays early to Jaden Reed, and then the next drive they hit a shot play to Keon Coleman, and all of a sudden. You know, Michigan State's grabbed momentum. They've got a couple of these big plays, whether it's a Jaden Reed punt return. Like, our star players have to play like stars tomorrow night. And that's Xavier Henderson wrapping up, making open field tackles like we know we can, right? That's that's Jacob Slade moving the line of scrimmage. Jacob Slade is the only guy that I really trust on this defensive line. Simeon Barrow can do it. He hasn't been consistent enough. Jacob Slade is the one guy on that defensive line that I trust to be able to penetrate, make plays at the line of scrimmage, move the line of scrimmage on a relatively consistent basis. This offensive line is great, but Jacob Slade at his best is great. And if he's healthy, he got the bye week. That's a huge 
huge piece for us to get back. And then Jacoby Winman playing linebacker, I think this kind of new 4-3 defense that we're putting out there, you can keep Michigan kind of honest on the ground. You can keep them trying to chunk out four yard, five yard, six yard, four yard, three yard, three yard, right? Like you just can't let them bust out that big play and you just kind of keep swallowing them up, keep forcing them back inside, keep funneling them to the linebackers. And um, that's the recipe. It's a really tough recipe. It's going to take everything going right. All right. When you're a 21 and a half point dog on the road, you're going to need some things to go your way. You're going to need a turnover or two. You're going to need a missed field goal. You're going to need some, you know, a really good swing of field position on a punt return. You're going to need some, a lot of stuff to go your way. And, I, you know, we mentioned on the last podcast, a lot of these big games, they come down to six plays. They come down to 10 plays. All right. Michigan state's going to need 80% of those if we got to win this game, but I think this team has it in them. All right. And we're, we're getting healthy again. Henderson back Slade back. Like if you can get one of those ends, you know, one of those um, Petrovsky or Bogle, or if we can get one of these ends back, that makes a big difference. Like we're, we're getting healthy at the right time. And I think people are underestimating us coming out of the bye week. We played a lot better against Wisconsin. Then you get two weeks to get healthy. Then you get two weeks to reevaluate. Then you get two weeks to find those clues to success that Mel Tucker's always talking about. Success leaves clues. We finally had a game where we had some success, and now we're able to sit on that for two weeks and pull all of that out. What did we do here? How did we gain this first down? How did we punch the ball in in the red zone here? How did we force a stop? How did we funnel Braylon Allen into the center of our defense rather than letting him get outside on these plays, right? He got outside a couple times, but it, it, this is about the success leaving clues. This is about finding those pieces that we found last week in the positive sense, obviously, and 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 really building on that. It's not dwelling on the negative and we had some positives come just at the right time. We have some momentum in the season just at the right time, right? So I'm picking Michigan State to win the game because it's Michigan. If your kids are in the car, I'm just going to have you mute this for like 10 seconds. Put the earmuffs on starting now. Fuck Michigan. Fuck these guys. Fuck these assholes. I hate Michigan. I hate you so much. If any of you are listening, I hate you. All right. I think we gave the 10-second warning there. Everybody, we're back. Um, <laughs> I had to get that off my chest. I apologize. Uh, I, I cannot wait, man. I You might be able to hear my voice. You might not. But these games are, are so precious. It's once a year we get to play these guys. 10 out of the last 14 the last two back-to-back, and still they're cocky, and still they come in thinking that they're going to walk all over us. That's just not how it works. That's not how this has worked ever since I've been, um, what, 12 years old. All right? Like, kids have been born, grown up, went through school, 
got their driving license, not knowing anything other than Michigan State dominating this rivalry, and still they talk down on us. It's unbelievable. I hate these people so much, and I cannot wait. We, we kind of mentioned this on Twitter, man. There have been a lot of wins against Michigan in my lifetime. There have been a lot of great wins, and there's a lot of adjectives that you would use to describe these wins a little bit differently. Some were satisfying, some were dominating, some were um, just tremendous. This would be the most hilarious win against Michigan in the history of this rivalry. This would be hysterical. The storylines that would come out of this game where this season we suck. We are terrible. We have the worst season we've had in ages. And still we beat you. And still we beat you. And Mel Tucker is 3-0 and against Jim Harbaugh. This would be hysterical. And, hey, why not? Why not this year? Why not us, right? It's backs against the wall it's now or never it's do or die it's whatever you want to say this is Michigan State's season all right Michigan has a lot of things to look ahead to they have a lot of things to distract them Michigan State has one game the rest of this season and this is it and then the following week They'll have one more. We are in full-on do or die. Every week is the only week, and we've had two weeks to feel that way against our biggest, most bitter-hated rival. I think you get that energy channeled. You get that energy synced up throughout the team, and you get that energy blasted in the face of these goddamn Wolverines. I cannot wait for this game. I hope all of you are as excited as I am. If you are going to be with Michigan fans, I'm sorry. I get to watch this game alone. I don't even think my fiance will be um, with me at the time. I think she'll be sleeping, um, which is good because I'm going to act like a complete and total psychopath yelling at my TV. Cannot wait. I hope everybody that's going to the game has a ton of fun. The beers are cold. The beers are flowing. Um, and that you have a good time over in Ann Arbor for the rest of us on the couch. I hope your beers are cold, or if you're if you've got the I've been doing a little bit of the hot cider and bourbon. Uh, if you got one of those going on, I hope it's delicious because all of mine have been. And uh, yeah, let's go kick some ass, right? Hope everybody enjoys the weekend. We'll be back. Scott will be with us to recap his experience live from the big house. We got live correspondence this weekend, which is always fun. Cannot wait. Talk to you guys soon. Go green. Go white. Take care, folks.